Welcome back to Breathing New Life Podcast, a podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal past, present, and future. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Tom. And this episode will not be brought to you by Tobias Forge of Ghosts. Dude, have you heard it? He's been like shitting on our style of music, man. He's been poo-pooing on new metal. Hell yeah, man. You know I, I know that shit. I shared the fucking article on in Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, according to like an article we found on Loudwire, apparently the singer of Ghost, Tobias Forge, he is allergic to different things, but mostly, um, you know, when it comes to new metal and anything that suggests it, um, it just apparently makes him nauseous along with any type of contemporary heavy music. So we're sorry, Tobias, but we're still going to talk about this awesome genre anyway, so... Hey, and uh, real quick, I want to give a real quick shout out to my boy Justin Dabney of No Self. This is a little bit overdue, my bad, uh, but I want to give you uh, much thanks for lending your tasty riff for uh, opening up our episodes, man. Really appreciate it. So uh, again, if you guys have never heard of No Self, please uh, check them out on YouTube, on No or on No Self, on, on their website, sure, No Self, on Facebook, uh, check out their stuff. And uh, yeah, again, Dabs, a lot of uh, thanks for that. So for this episode, we're going to be diving right back into European new metal bands. It's our second part of Europe. And one thing that I think Tom and I have realized is as we're going through and, and looking at bands that we haven't really listened to or just kind of rediscovering again for the first time in a long time, there's a lot of European bands, like a ton. Like, I mean, Tom, like how, how many, I mean, probably in the dozens, like it, it seems like it's like this never ending list. We've been going over this. I've been looking at the list, and even the ones that we've knocked out already, we've knocked out five five of them last week, and I'm looking at there's just at least a dozen more that we were just looking at for this episode, and we're just trying to cut it down. It's just so many European bands that, you know, maybe when we started this, we didn't really think about when we decided to take on this topic, but we keep going down and keep refreshing our memory, going down the list of all the different bands that we're from. Europe and it's fucking it's it like I like I said man it's it's fucking a, it's a hefty list it certainly is and and I think that you know for this episode which will be fun we're just going to kind of focus on ones that we personally like and, and we can kind of speak a little bit more to and, and there's plenty of other bands and no disrespect to them at all whatsoever it's just we can't get to them all and and we do understand that you know sometimes people are like oh you left this band out you left this you know this other band out trust me we know about them it's just if uh, we wanted to do like a I don't know a 12 hour marathon episode we could probably nail them all but <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that <laughs> right now it's it's just such a big topic to mm-hmm. explore then we want to move on to other topics as well. So this could be like the, the last part for European. And maybe we will eventually be able to revisit this topic later on. Right now, it's just, that's a lot. And we really want to keep on moving on to other topics. But we will talk about a handful of bands on this episode as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and of course, you know, we also want to, in, you know, in addition to Europe and Canada, we, we don't, you know, we want to hit like Australia, Asia, we just want to kind of get a few more sections around the world. And then we really want to kind of start touching on other topics, new metal wise. Uh, there's just so much to get to that we're looking forward to, uh, you know, talking about for you guys. So we'll continue on with part two of the European bands. And uh, Tom, uh, how about you go ahead and start us off for tonight? Who is your first band that you like to talk about? So the first band we're going to talk about is a band called Drain STH. They are a band from Sweden. They have mostly a post-grunge 
slash heavy alternative rock sound. Not really as much of what I feel is a new metal band, but they do get mentioned quite often in the new metal circles. You know, I was listening to them a lot today, and they just, like, kind of remind me of, like, a, a slightly heavier version of, say, like, Veruca Salt or something, you know? They're an all-female band. Not quite as new metal as I, th- I think what I have in mind when I think of new metal. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to touch on them. Like I said, they're brought up every once in a while when it comes to new metal. They start off in 93, and they broke up in 2000. There's been no real mention of any kind of reunions as far as I can find. So yeah, they were they, they were around for a while, you know, back in the late 90s. And the sound of the band just kind of fits at times. And I would also say, like, they're, they're titled, too, or I'm sorry, the, the name of the band, Drain SDH. It just, it you know, like, if you look about all those new metal bands back at that time, they definitely have those kind of, you know, whether it's like abbreviations or numbers in their name. So, it, it, you know, if you hear the word or the band name, Drain SDH, that would get me thinking new metal. It kind of does trigger a little bit of new metal mentality with the band name. Uh, overall, the sound just really isn't as new metal, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not even like an alternative metal. It's just kind of more of a, a heavier alternative rock. Honestly, they're, they're a very good band. I enjoy everything that I've ever heard from them past and today. They released three albums, Sever the Shame in 95, Horror Wrestling in 98, and Freaks of Nature in 99. They had a single called Down on the Ozfest Rockpile Sampler CD. I wanted to talk a little bit about their members' album. Four members in the band, Maria Shazom, I have no idea how to pronounce that last name. Today's going to be a very fun day for me trying to pronounce names. Oh, same, same. <laughs> Flavia Canel on guitar, Anna Shelberg on bass, Martina Exen on drums with backing vocals, which you can tell if you watch their video for Crack the Liar Smile off of the album Horror Wrestling. Funny thing I've found out about... This band, while researching them, is that the basis for Drain, Anna Kjellberg, is the manager for a band called Sonic Syndicate. They're a Swedish melodic death metal band. Well, I, it's it's interesting for me because Sonic Syndicate, at least with their original lineup of members, they're, they're one of my favorite bands, period. Like Sonic Syndicate, a bunch of the members from Sonic Syndicate formed a different band called The Unguided. It's kind of an interesting, something interesting I found out about this. One of the members of Drain STH here, she has, you know, connection being a manager for one of my favorite bands at some point. But the other interesting connection is that Maria, the vocalist, got married to Tony Iommi in 2005. The guy from uh, Black Sabbath? Yes, yes. Huh, how about that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is like the second time we had to bring up a Black Sabbath relation in this show. Right, (laughs) exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, like we talked about this, like something like this last weekend. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I was just sitting there thinking like, does everything like Ozzy involved with have to do so much with new metal at the same time? You know, it's really, when you think about the connections, it's it's kind of crazy, you know? Maybe it does. Ozzy and Black Sabbath and uh, this connection here, it's pretty crazy. That's about all I have to say on Dragon STH because keep it short here for myself because there's not a whole lot that I feel connects them to new metal that much. But like I said, they keep getting brought up in new metal talks. You know, when people talk about new metal, you know, from back in the day, they get brought up. They're a band to check out, especially if you really like some of that 90s heavy alternative rock it's it's really awesome music though i do recommend checking them out even as a new metal fan i would say definitely check them out so it would be safe to say that you kind of put them in that new adjacent kind of box i don't even know if i call them new adjacent i think it's just something where once again it's almost like a case of the fact that they're an all-female group Mm -hmm. and 
in the 90s making music that's not Lilith Fair material. <laughs> I mean, it's not like soft. It's not poppy crap or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. they're really good. They were a really good, talented band. You could hear that in their in their music. If you if you listen to their music sometime, they're all their whole discography or whatever. I think it's just a case of being a band like them at that time, at that time mm-hmm. frame in right. music. So yeah, Drain STH, that, that'll kick it off. Um, Do you happen to have any experience with Drain STH or anything like that? You know, honestly, like I remember hearing the name and I think it's one of those bands that I'm sure I've heard like one or two songs, but I've never was able to kind of connect the song with the band. So uh, no, I'm, I'm not super familiar with them, but I guarantee you, like if I heard a song, I'd be like, oh, I've heard it before. And then somebody would have to tell me that it's by them. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, that's, that's the, to be honest, that's the extent of my connection to that band. Like I said, it's just a mostly a thing where people like us being fans of this kind of music, it was just one of those bands that popped up because of the time, you know, what kind of music was popular for rock at the time. Yeah, moving on. Um, I'm going to talk about a band uh, from Germany. Uh, If you guys, I I would say the best way to kind of put them in a category, not a category, but like uh, in comparison to uh, bands kind of like Index Case, Blood Simple, Unloco, Switched. I'm not saying they sound exactly like these bands, but just to kind of put you in the mind frame of what they kind of sound like. uh, It's a band called Crosscut. I never heard of these guys until a buddy of mine showed me one of their songs, which I'll talk about here once um, I let you guys know a little bit about their background. A really good band, and had it not been for my friend, honestly, I never would have heard of these guys, but I'm glad I have. Uh, Really good stuff. Again, Crosscuts, name of the band. They were founded in the summer of 1992. They played around, I mean, they were young guys, and it was about five years later in 97 that they released a demo called Mind Groove, which, uh, to be honest, I don't know where you can find that. I never heard it personally, but it was around that time they started gigging after that demo, and a gentleman by the name of Patrick Sommer... That one was not too hard to pronounce. That's good. Good start. Uh, He heard the band at one of their gigs, and then he applied as a singer there, and then pretty much he joined in April of 99, and soon they released the EP Spit the Fire, which came out in December of 1999. Out of the three albums that the main ones that they've come out with, I heard the one that uh, follows this one. But what I did this past week, I wanted to go check it out, because fortunately, Spotify actually had it, and I had no idea. I thought they only had just the one album that they came out in 2003. So yeah, Spit the Fire came out, and then with that EP in October 2000, they were able to get a recording contract with Fame Records, uh, which immediately resulted in their first video shoot for Spit the Fire, um, and in connection with which Crosscut produced the album God Given Time, and that was released July 2001. So God Given Time was the one that I kind of gave a spin on Spotify. It's really good stuff. A lot of songs. I believe it was like 14 or 15 songs, so it's not short of material, that's for sure. I would say out of the songs on that album, uh, their title track, Spit the Fire, I mean, it's just, the only way I could describe it, it's just it's just a great new metal tune you know it's got the DJ scratching it's got like the hip-hop vibe the, the you know the rapping vocals and, and you know just just real good I mean it's everything you kind of want in a new metal tune spit the fire is really good one thing also that is really sweet that kind of caught me off guard it's towards the end of the album you remember that song Tom um unbelievable way back in the early 90s by EMF oh fuck yeah yeah unbelievable dude they cover it and it's and it's like new metaled up man it's badass I wonder if I've heard heard this then before I've, I've heard covers of that song before but i don't know which band actually had done it so if it's a good cover you know that's good to know because that's a fucking classic agreed i love the original if they do a good cover they do it justice that you sound pretty uh pretty confident in that yourself so on upon first listen man i was like yeah this is cool like you know i really dug it and again like i saw that you know i'm following the title track as i'm listening to it, i'm unbelievable and i didn't really put two and two
and two together. And then once it started off, they played a sample off the thing. I was like, oh shit, here we go. So I was digging that. Overall, it's, it's a solid album. Like I said, like, yeah, like 14, 14 tracks, but I mean, it's, it's really good stuff. Um, so they release that album and they have a tour. And then after following the tour, they do a pre-production for the follow-up album, uh, the one that I'm most, um, familiar with. And it came out. Uh, none size fits all. They started the pre-production in 2002. Uh, but at that time, there were some changes in the lineup. So they had Timo Zilian. He joined the band as the vocalist. So they had a new vocalist for this album. And then Sami Borhari uh, took over from Christian Buman. And I'm probably butchering, and I apologize to everybody. But basically, they had a change at uh, vocalist and bass. So with this new lineup, they began recording in September 2002 for that album, None Size Fits All. And they ended release it in January 2003. And and this, this album is the one where they had my favorite song from them called Radio Pilot. And again, a buddy of mine just showed me this back in the day. He's a good friend of mine that we've met through just playing in bands. Um, he's out in Denver and he always knows the kind of new metal that I like. I mean, we love pretty much anything new metal, but there's certain bands and songs he's like, okay, this is kind of like, he calls it Jeremy New Metal. <laughs> so he'll send it to me and he's like, check out radio, you know, the song Radio Pilot. And it, it's, it's badass. Also from this album, they have Payback Track. That's the name of it, Payback track's really good. Innocent Lies got a really solid hook. Good good chorus to that album or, or song, excuse me. And uh, Inhale. Front to back, I just really enjoyed it. Um, and if you haven't heard of these guys, again, definitely check them out. Crosscut. One thing that I didn't realize when I was kind of doing a little bit more looking into this band is that a year later in 2004, they released the album Director's Cut. And this was more of like a mixture of like new metal, thrash metal, and hardcore. Uh, they had good songs like Points of Virus, Burn Down Las Vegas, Cyrus. Uh, but you can definitely hear that it's a different sound in this album in a good way. It rather expanded in kind of in a different direction. They didn't completely abandon the new metal sound, but you can tell that they were just kind of going for more of just like a straight up metal type of album. And then what I did find out, because I thought that after uh, the 2003 release that they were done, but apparently they had they had in 2004 again, Director's Cut. And then in 2010, a new EP was released, but then the band kind of fell apart over, you know, during the production. And uh, they tried to get back together. I think they recorded again in 2013 and then published their EP independently in 2004. Um, I wasn't really able to find any information of the name of the EP. Don't know if these guys are still around, but again, the name is Crosscut out of Germany. Really good stuff. Uh, and, and I'll probably pop up one of their songs on our Facebook page for you guys to check out and, and listen to their song. Really good. So if anybody out there knows about these guys, or have heard of them, or if they know that they're still around and if they're making new music, please, you know, shoot us a message, let us know, and we'll definitely talk about it on a, on a future episode. Um, and then I would just, you know, just to add with these guys, I think one thing that draws me kind of to their music, you know, aside of just the songs, as far as playing, their drummer is really talented. I mean, the, the guy is real sick. I mean, he, he incorporates a lot of like double bass kick, kind of where you hear a little bit more like in metalcore and thrash and, and stuff like that to where, you know, obviously Tom and I are, are metalcore fans as well, but you don't really hear a lot of double bass kick in new metal, but he does a very tasteful he does it in the right times. He's got great fills and beats. Just he's really showcasing, you know, really good talent, and and it fits with what they do. Uh, he doesn't overdo it. And just, you know, when they have the singer and the one size fits all, again, he sings great hooks, great great singing, screams. Um, solid band, man. Uh, highly recommend. Again, Crosscut from Germany, and uh, yeah, that's 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 my first band of three. Yeah, you mentioned the double bass. I mean, the only other band that's considered part of new metal that I can think of off the top of my head that... Fear Factory? Oh. <laughs> 
that's a difficult thing to actually, you know, include in new metal or not. But I was thinking, you know, like Mudvayne. Right. Dig, you know, has fucking major double bass and shit like that. I was saying then just like the bass playing in, in Mudvayne. I mean, they're, they're all just so incredibly talented, that band, technically speaking. Yeah, I never heard of this band until you put them down the list for us to talk about. You, you mentioned Unloco, which you and I are both big fans of that band. Mm-hmm. If you're even putting them in the same category as Unloco, I really do want to check this out. It sounds like a kind of like a, a groove rock type of new metal, you would say, hey? Yeah, yeah, definitely like like a groove. Um, it has like a, you know, and they do have like a DJ with turntables and scratches. It's not super, super hip hop rap-ish, but um, yeah, it's groove. It's a little bit more like on the rock side. I mean, it's it's heavy, but it's not like brutal new metal heavy. But it's it, you know, kind of like you're saying, like, like Unloco, where, you know, it's melodic, still has a little bit of edge to it. Definitely new metal. So yeah, I, I think if you check them out, like you'll you'll probably dig them. Okay, cool. I'm definitely gonna check this out when I get a chance. I'm gonna have to try to remember. Hopefully tomorrow, <laughs> check them out some more. But yeah, you you mentioned so many bands that to say that there's another band like them, I definitely need to check this out. Uh, anything else on that? You're good. No, man. No, that's that's all I gotta say about that band. Again, if anybody knows if they're still around, please let us know. Uh, but I'll kick it off to you, man. Who's who's our next band? Next band is a band from Iceland. Karashi. They are a rap rock band from the city of, if I can pronounce this correctly, Reykjavik? Reykjavik, yeah, I think you got it. (laughs) Yeah, Reykjavik. Reykjavik. So they released five albums from 1996 to 2005. They had an EP in 96 called Switch Stance. Then their full-length records, a self-titled one in 97. In 99, they had an album called Zanases, something like that. Another time I'm just going to keep butchering because from here on, this this next album, I don't even know if I can even try to pronounce just it. Just do your best. <laughs> yeah, in 2001, they had an album called Kristinald Under Jokli. Yeah, Good. I, I don't know. Good. In 2002, they, they released Jinx and then album in, I guess, Debatable if it's in 2004 or 2005. I don't know why it's listed as both years, but last one called Gorilla Disco. That was the last record from them. They did kind of get together a little bit for something. They had some a few others that are listed here. Like, I don't know if they were just singles or whatnot. Song called Beat em, Rock On, and Chicago in 2011, 2014, and 2016, respectively. I really don't know that much more about them otherwise. They kind of came up at a you know interesting time in, in international music. They are well known in the U.S. as far as U.S. audiences are concerned with the big hit a song called "Stick 'Em Up." Good tune. Yeah, very you know high energy rap rock song. Yeah, it's a great tune. It's one that I still listen to every once in a while. Just kind of nice high energy song, you know. Uh, I remember hearing this song on an episode of Smallville. First season, and on an episode called Drone. It was an episode where one of Clark Kent's fellow students got the power to control bees. She used the bees to attack a girl in her car. The girl is sitting in her car, and the car is not moving or whatever. A teacher finds her in the car, opens up the door, and she's just covered in bees, just flops out of the car, you know. But in the car, you hear her jamming Karashi, so nice. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I guess they've had song, they have a song on Too Fast, Too Furious, mm-hmm. and also something on the show Alias. Those are a couple of places that they have featured their songs. They were on the Warp Tour in 2002, so they got to tour the U.S. at that point, too, but I don't have anything else really that specifically says when they toured us otherwise um just a lot of they've been i mean they've been all over the place australia and japan and shit like that i guess 
Karashi from Iceland. I don't want to say they were new metal adjacent. They were more like new metal overlap. That they had all the same elements of new metal, mm-hmm. you know, like a Venn diagram, you know, you, they'd be there with sharing those same elements. But I think with their style and their structuring, it doesn't really fit explicitly new metal. It's just they carry all the same elements that you would hear from new metal bands as well, especially at the time. So, you know, those late 90s, early 2000s, right there on the brink of the millennium style music is shared elements at the point. So, yeah, other than uh, Stick em Up, do you have any other experience with, with Karashi? You know, that that's one of those bands where, like, I've always heard the name and Stick 'Em Up was the only song that I really was kind of ever exposed to. And I, I think I remember seeing their names, like, on festival lineups and things like that. For whatever reason, like, I liked the song, but it never gave me an impulse to, like, look for more, to be honest. Yeah, I would I would agree with you in saying that, you know, it's new Metal-esque. Um, I, I don't know if you can just pop them in and just call them absolute new Metal. But, I mean, it's... Dude, I mean, if it's 2000 and they're playing with a whole festival of other new Metal bands, I'm fine with it. They would fit just right in. You know, they would not stand out whatsoever. Ever. like the song and actually i'll probably go ahead and check out some more and revisit uh you know some of their older stuff for sure yeah they're one of those bands where i keep hearing them and they have like a very unique sounding band name and all that stuff you, you recognize you you hear the band name you recognize and think about automatically of what their song is but you only think about that song and right don't really think much about you know checking out everything else by them you know necessarily offhand but you know you know you love that song so why don't you just listen to other stuff from them as well and check it all out and see, you know, what you do like from them otherwise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So next band for you, Jeremy, you can uh, start off. Sure thing, man. I've been waiting all week to talk about these guys because no lie, they're probably one of my favorite all-time new metal bands. So I'm, I'm really stoked. Playmo. Tom, you a fan? Oh, yeah. I know Playmo. I've heard of them all the time since I started doing this rediscovering new metal thing for the last 10 years or so. Playmo keeps coming up. They're fucking awesome. Dude, like, they're not just one of my favorite international new metal bands. They are one of my favorite new metal bands, period. Uh, these guys are fantastic. Let me just kick it off, man. I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you all about them. So, uh, Playmo, they're they're from France. Uh, they're, they're a French new metal band. They formed in 1997 when they're in, le- in their late teens. And the name Playmo, they actually started under Playmobil after the line of plastic toys. And unfortunately, I'm going to date Tom and I because we're starting to get old. Uh, you remember those things, right? And how they look like? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, play mobile toys. Yep. Certainly had, I had some of those play mobile toys as a child. Same. Yeah. So yeah. So their name apparently originates from the lead singer once having a haircut as a child that was similar to those figures because they all had like the same kind of like like bowl cut looking hair. God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's who would have thought like, hey man, like I look like one of those Playmobil guys. Okay, well let's name our band that. I just I love hearing how bands come up with their names, but yeah, I thought that was like pretty cool. So they start out with Playmobil and then um, they shorten it about a year later. Just they they cut it in half, you know, just to Playmo. Um, that's when the band. Ex- expanded to five members uh, when they added uh, DJ Frank. That was easy to say. And then at the same time, Eric Devulatraz replaced um, their previous guitarist. Uh, he became a permanent member around that time uh, in 98. So, you know, they're playing around. They're looking to expand their fan base. And the cool thing that I, I heard about these guys, I know 
a little bit is that they kind of created like a underground coalition of bands, you know, um, like a few like-minded bands. And basically, I think what they did, they try to get, get each other shows and kind of pull each other up. It was dubbed Team Nowhere. And the other bands, um, Acme, Watcha, Enhancer, some of you guys that are listening to this are probably familiar with them. Um, Enhancer, I've checked out a couple of theirs just because of Playmo because they featured these guys in their songs and music videos. And um, Enhancer's like sick, dude. It's good, like rap metal, hip hop, um, new metal-esque. But anyway, going back to Playmo. Yeah, so they, they were doing this to where they would all perform together, help each other out, kind of help promote each other and try to get somewhere with it. So Playmo's first record, which is a four-track EP that was out in 1988, or 1988, my God, excuse me, 1998. <laughs> it came out to little interest, but then they were still able to build a following in the underground, you know, from their shows just due to their live act. They're just really good live, which unfortunately I've not been able to see. But soon after, they were invited to Belgium to record their first full-length album with uh, producer Stephen Kramer, who also had some experience with some of the other quote-unquote team no bands. Um, and then during that recording, uh, Playmo, they finally got their lineup together when they added another guitarist. So they had six dudes, they're ready to go, and they came out with their uh, debut album, Keke Passe. I think that's what it is. It's Kekapase? That's that's my best attempt at it. Uh, it was issued out in 1999. You get? What's up? Uh, uh, Kekapase, yeah. Kekapase, yeah. I, I think I got it. Um, Kekapase. Kind of a more of an S sound with that C. Kescapase. Kescapase. Okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, this was uh, issued out in 1999. Um, music label I've honestly never heard of, uh, Wet Music. Uh, but it sold about 10,000 copies, which that's that's pretty awesome. Um, listen to this album. It's it's solid. It's very heavy on the hip-hop influence and in, in the rap style of new metal. Uh, it's a lot I would say the majority of the album has rap verses with the heavy screaming choruses um, that you kind of hear in like pretty much all of their albums for the mo- or for the most part really good stuff I, I would say uh, out of the songs on that album um, Bloom is good Silicone Liquid is pretty sweet because the thing I like about it is that they I don't know like I'll cite some of their influences later on, but I don't know if they ever really mentioned Incubus. But like, if you think about during the science era where it was kind of like that trippy, funky, very, you know, the bass is in front. It's like that funk kind of bass vibe to it. They, they kind of have that in that song, Silicone Liquid, which was really cool. It's heavy as hell. And then like, they just kind of take a brief little detour and get kind of like that kind of like Incubus science era, you know, funk to it, which is just, I, I love. I was like, man, this is such a good song. I'd say probably my favorite uh, song on this album would be Nawak, N-A-W-A-K. And then um, the other song that I like, because it's got like a Chino-esque chorus. And the more you guys listen to this uh, podcast, I'm a Chino fanatic. That is my f- that is my dude. The Cosmic Gross Pluck is the name of the song on that album. And again, like the chorus just, I don't know, it's just, it's got definitely like a Chino-esque vibe, which obviously anything Chino I love. Good, solid album. They're off to a great start. And then a year later, Epic, which is a branch of Sony, but a lot of people have obviously heard of Epic Records. They offered them a record deal in 2000. And then in 2002, they released this awesome album, Episode 2, Medicine Cake. And this album topped the 50,000 mark as far as sales are concerned. And then in August of 2002, to support that album, they went on to perform at the Summer Sonic Festival in Tokyo and also in Osaka, where they shared the stage with bands like, you know, Offspring, No Doubt, just kind of like a big, huge music festival. When I try to look up these guys on YouTube and just try to find like live performances or just 
videos of them. They they show them in Japan and, and these guys are just going nuts. Not only just the band, I'm talking like, you know, the kids in the crowd, you can just feel the energy and I'm just so damn jealous. I'm like, oh God, I've just, you know, love to be there and, and check that out. With this band being from France, they released this, obviously all the lyrics are, are in French, but then they also released an English version of this album and then they named it Dr. Tank's Medicine Cake. But honestly, I've only heard the one with the French lyrics and I don't care. It's I don't need English lyrics. It doesn't matter. It's it's a fucking awesome album. Would all the instrumental be the same on both records and they just had the vocals, you know, in different languages? Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, it's just basically he's singing in English. Uh, That's the only difference. Now, for this album, I mean, I would just highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite new new metal albums of all time. And in my favorite Playmo song period would be New Wave. The music video is just so sick, dude. It, it's well done. It, it's it's quality. Produ- like it's just it's great production on that, and just just the whole song from start to finish, the way that they have it, it has a little bit of everything in it. It's got melodic. It's got heavy. And in th- this album too, they still keep a lot of like the hip hop and the rapping verses, and, and they definitely don't lose a, a touch of that heaviness. But they really start to incorporate a lot of like the melodic hooks and choruses. They really try to expand the sound a little bit, and it's more of a broad type of new metal. They're kind of touching in different areas and it's it's more expansive um, musically, which I love about it. Uh, again, New Wave, it's my favorite song. United Nowhere on this album is the first song I've ever heard of these guys. Um, again, my same friend who introduced me to Crosscut told me about Playmo and he's like, show me, you know, like check out these guys. And it was, this was a song where I heard, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then it, it made me want to go and discover more. And when I checked out Medicine Cake, this album, I was just blown away. Another uh, song would be, um, it's on French and I'm sorry, it's a Cesur Ses Grand Sur. I'm butchering the hell out of it. Trust me, if, if you go and you try to check it out on Spotify and do your best to match my pronunciation with the spelling of it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a sick track. And then um, one I really like is Star FM-R. Very interesting choice of a title, but this is the one where it's super laid back and melodic and it really starts to showcase a, a whole other side of this band. It really kind of shows like, you know, these guys can, you know, kind of be melodic and, and, you know, they're not all heavy all the time, you know, which was really cool. It was surprising. It was, and it's a really good song. But again, just, I, I can't say enough about this album. It's, it's, it's so good. So after Medicine Cake, they released their third album title, which is simply called Rock. And this is where they really kind of take a little bit of a left turn in as far as musical direction is concerned. They definitely emphasize and, and focus more on melody and vocals where they were kind of saying like for this album particularly, they were kind of listening a lot and influenced a lot by like Pink Floyd, Smashing Pumpkins. You don't really hear those bands in this album, but a lot of times when you hear bands and they say what they've been listening to and they make an album and it's never apples to apples, you know, it's just something to where it puts them in a mind frame to create new stuff. And uh, I know that this got a little bit of backlash from like hardcore fans back in the day when it was released. But when I listened to it, I, I thought it was really well done. And again, it's just, I, I like their melodic side of them and they still have enough to where, you know, they still got, you know, the bounce to it. They still got, you know, like the DJ, he's 
doing his thing. It's just a lot more clean singing and a little bit lighter, but it's just very well done. The guy's got a great singing voice too. Again, if you if you know how to sing and, and you're a good singer, you can pull off both well. It, it's fine with me. And I'd say that there's two songs that I really like off this album. I'm talking about this one. It's on 1977 and then also Divine Excuse. And these were two tracks that on the regular when I was in New Era, whether we're like driving to practice or going to a show, the guitarist in New Era, Jay Mueller and I were both fans. And I, I don't think we realized that until I think I jumped in his car one day. I was taking a ride with him and he, he popped it in. And I'm like, dude, is that Playmo? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you're awesome. <laughs> and so like, it was just kind of like, th- those were definitely on the playlist during our trips to a show or practice, man. Like it was just, you know, him and I definitely share that affinity for this band. So after Rock, they would release um, Alphabet Prison in 2006. And this one's kind of cool because it kind of ties together all the older, heavier stuff and then the recent more melodic uh, style from Rock. And they kind of mix it all together in this album. Uh, they have a good mix, but they have like a song like Zephyr. It's a straight up banger good heavy track it just I, I think it, it's one of those tracks that they're trying to make a statement like look like we haven't lost our edge we just decided to go somewhere slightly different than the last album but like hey we're still lost and that's what I love about these guys is that they didn't take a complete left turn and do an alternative rock and country and it's like who is this band they're still throughout all these albums when you hear it you know it's Playmo but I've heard uh, around 2017 they announced that they're come back they had their first reunion show back in 2018 in their native France and I hope the guy that they're still going to play and I, I hope Hope that one day that I get to see them live. Definitely a bucket list. But again, yeah, like these guys, fantastic band. They've said that they've been influenced by Korn, Deftones, Primus, Rage Against the Machine. You can definitely tell that when, when you listen to these guys. Uh, again, just fantastic band. If you have not heard of them, absolutely check them out. Playmo. Playmo, have you ever, have you ever watched their live DVD? Apparently they have one. I, I saw one where I don't know if it's from a DVD or just a... It might have been. It's a live show, and I think it's in France. I believe I've seen it, and it's right after or during when Rock album came out. If I'm if I'm thinking of the right one, it uh, list one from 2005. C'est soir, c'est I, I think that's the one. Trust me. Like I, I every once in a while, like I kind of check to see, you know, with certain uh, festivals that are coming. Because obviously, I don't think that they're ever going to come through just like on a, like a three or four band tour. It probably have to be like a festival or something. That's just my guess. I, I don't know, but if so, you bet your ass, I'm going. <laughs> Save up and fly to France one of these days, maybe. You never know. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, that's actually not a bad idea. Hey, that's what I want for my birthday. <laughs> All right, Tom, I've talked enough, but I'm sorry. You, you go ahead on with the uh, with the next band. The next band that I'm going to talk about here has become one of my favorite bands to listen to over time and one of my favorite bands to follow as well. It is the band Infected Rain. They're pretty well known now. They are from Moldova, which is a country that borders Romania. They formed in 2008 and they are currently still active. Infected Rain consists of Elena Kataraga, known as Lena Scissorhands. She has a Facebook page by that name. On guitars, Vadim Ojag, known as Vidic. On bass, they have Vladimir Babici. <laughs> I'm, I'm really tapping into my, my Slavic background Hell here. Hell yeah, dude. You're doing great, by the way. Uh, guitars, they have Sergei Babici, who I believe brothers, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look that up again. But I'm guessing with the same last name, they're related somehow. Uh, drums, Eugene Valuda. Those are all the current members of Infected Rain. They have a few past members. They used to be a six-piece band, with that sixth member being the DJ. And that DJ left in 2010. So those are the members of Infected Rain. Lena Scissorhands is on Facebook. 
She posts a lot on Facebook. I follow her page. She's fucking hot. I'll say that too. It's an awesome name too, man. Lena Scissorhands. I, I dig it. Anyways, as far as their discography album history goes, they have an EP in 2009 called Judgmental Trap. That album I have no familiar, that EP I have no familiarity with. I have not found it. I don't remember if it's something that maybe I have it downloaded somewhere or something like that. Because I have all their other albums. In 2011, they have Asylum. And I'm probably just going to kind of go into talking about that album here because Asylum is probably their real new metal album. Listening to Asylum, definitely hear a lot more elements of what you would probably consider new metal compared to their later work. But Asylum is, a, is actually a really awesome album, especially if you're a new metal fan. And the funny thing is that I was looking up Infected Rain on Wikipedia, and they are listed as new metal, but it's like citation needed. Like, I guess somebody on Wikipedia there doesn't really consider them new metal. But if you listen to Asylum, it's it's very close to a lot of new metal sound is on there as well. On Asylum, there's the song Dead Mannequin, and I fucking love that song. It has this electronic intro that I really, really dig. Kind of something like you might hear from Spine Shank or something like that. The intro, the way it starts off. I listen to that song all the fucking time still. I love that song. But there's other great songs off their album. Homeless is a very good song that's to me, sounds like a very new metal song. Not too much like, not really rap or hip hoppy, but got that new metal groove to that song. Yeah, I think if you're a new metal fan, you definitely need to check out Asylum. But from then on, in 2014, they released Embrace Eternity, 2017, 86. Endorphin in 2019, their latest release, Ecdysis, released on January 7th of this year, 2022, for anybody that's listening in the future. <laughs> Which is an interesting album title, because Ecdysis is the process of molting, like a snake like shedding its skin. I think that's, you know, fitting album title. After Asylum, those last four albums were a lot more in the vein of modern metal genres like metalcore and melodic death metal. Not really as much of a new metal style to their music, but vocally, Lena has got quite a versatile style for her vocals. Good, just like straight singing voice at times, but she also kicks in with her growling voice. Great mix from just one person here. I really do love listening to Infected Rain. Great band. Everybody should check them out. Any kind of modern metal fan should be checking them out. I don't there's nothing bad to say about them. I haven't heard anything that I didn't like from them, really. Right. Overall, all around, just a good modern metal band. Do you have any history with Infected Rain, Jeremy? You know, I've always heard the name, and unfortunately, man, I, I'm going to have to just say again with this, they, they would be the kind of band where I've heard songs and I've liked them, but you would have to probably tell me it's Infected Rain or, or I'd have to go back on and, and look to kind of refamiliarize myself with it. And I haven't really checked out much, but that's one thing I do like about them personally is that they definitely, like from the older stuff that I have heard, it's definitely new metal sound, but you can also tell that they definitely have that edge to where the direction they're going is a little bit of a more modern metal sound. And I'm actually looking forward to like, I, I do want to check out that most recent um, album, but yeah, I'd say not a ton of familiarity with these guys, but uh, it, and that's, that's honestly my fault. I don't know why. Cause like, I'm sure this is something like as far as their whole catalog, so to speak, it's probably something I would like. I just don't know why I haven't gotten to it yet, but um, I definitely will. I can't think of any like bad albums overall already. All I can say, but any bad songs even that I've listened to from them, they popped up for me, you know, as song suggestions. And I've never heard a song I didn't like when they came up just every time it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking awesome yeah for sure 
Nice. All right, man. Well, um, I, I will have one more, and then uh, we'll move on to our next section of the episode. So for this next band, I, I wanted to kind of talk about a current band in Europe, kind of like a new up-and-coming, rather. And I wanted to look around and see who I could find. And I came across a band, and I heard about them just recently, just in the past week. They are from Cersei, Switzerland, Sickret. Uh, and they've been around for a couple of years. And the way that they kind of describe their music, it's kind of like a modern new metal with a genty touch. So it's a little bit of like uh, gents slash new metal. And, and in listening to their style and their songs, definitely uh, they nail that description. Uh, it's quite accurate. It's really good stuff. It, it's, it's heavy, um, but it still has some rap here. It, it, it has new metal influence and it still is new metal, but it, it, I would say it's like that new wave, like kind of, you know, the bands post 2015 that are coming up that are a little bit more edgier, heavier, and then they do pull in that influence from like metalcore and gent, so which is really cool. But they also pay homage to corn, deftones, limp biscuit. You can definitely hear it in their music. So again, from Switzerland, I just wanted to mention those guys, Cigarette. Really sick band. Uh, I'd re- recommend them. Uh, they're on um, Bandcamp.com. You can find them on Spotify. Uh, they have their albums. And they also have a new single coming out uh, called Raise Your Fist next month. Uh, so be on the lookout for that as well. But again, Sickret, S-I-C-K-R-E-T. That's how you spell the band. Straight out of Switzerland. Now, moving on, Tom, if you don't mind, I'd like to do our little uh, week in new metal. I actually got quite a few things here. Um, some interesting uh, headlines as well that once I kind of talk about them, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so if you don't mind, man, I'd, I'd like to go ahead and get that started. This week in new metal, we're talking about anything that's ever happened between March 6th through the 12th. But I'll start off way back in 1999. I'm not sure when in March, but... Hey, we just started March, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this in here. Uh, it was in March of 1999, after spending a considerable time searching for Mr. Wakefield's replacement, the band Zero recruited Arizona vocalist Chester Bennington, who was recommended by somebody to join the band Zero, who, as we all know, became Linkin Park. So thank you, Chester, for joining that band, uh, one of my favorite new metal singers of all time. In March 6th of 2007, Seven Dust Alpha is released. That was a fantastic album. A lot of good tracks on that. It's seriously a good album. Uh, March 9th of 2009, Dope released No Regrets. And then in March, on March 11 in 2003, you had Unloco becoming Eyes released. We were talking about Unloco not too long ago. Fantastic album. I got to see those guys live with like Taproot, um, Disturbed. And I think Chevelle way back in the day. Uh, music as a weapon. Yes. Uh, live CD. And I have that too. You can't stay still when they're playing bruises, man. That's, that's for damn sure. God, I love that song. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm already getting pumped thinking about it. Yeah. And then, uh, also in a March, there's a couple of March 11, uh, things I found in 2008. Um, Il Nino, uh, another favorite of mine. Um, Enigma was released, which I thought was a fantastic album. They got a little bit more heavier and a little bit darker on that album. I, I don't know. It's just really, that was a solid one. Uh, now here's a good headline. <laughs> March 11th, 2008 on that same day. Kid Rock <laughs> Kid Rock returns to the Waffle House in Duluth, Georgia, where he was involved in a brawl the previous year. Because what else do we do at Waffle House late at night? Yep. You know, we're, we're drunk, we're hungry, and we may get in a fight. Because how many videos of that have we seen on Facebook and <laughs> online, you know? Uh, but basically, he, he went there on March alone, 2008, to hang out with Waffle House workers and customers as part of a charity meet and greet. So it's kind of like 
My bad. I'm sorry. So it turns out the year before he was on tour and I guess some people were talking shit and him and his crew decided to brawl it out. I mean, because that's just what you do at Waffle House, I, I, I guess. So another interesting headline, March 11, 2015, and I'm sure you probably have heard it or remember this, Tom. Slipknot guitarist Mick Thompson and his brother Andrew are both rushed to the hospital after a knife fight with each other. According to the police, the injuries are not life-threatening because obviously we know Mick is still around, but holy shit, I remember hearing about this, don't you? Oh, yeah. It was one of those just, like, crazy metal news headlines that circulated around at the time. Yeah, and and it's like, who who else but somebody from fucking Slipknot, man? That's just, that's wild. Yeah, I just, I remember hearing that. I was like, God, man, those guys are crazy, you know? Crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I got a couple more. March 12th, just recent as 2020, Dead released their Mannequin Eyes EP. Sticking with March 12th, back in 1998. Now, you may or may not remember this, Tom, but when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it was one of those things like I forgot, but then I remember like back when it was happening. Attorneys for Corn, they sent a cease and desist demand to a Michigan assistant principal who suspended a student for wearing a corn t-shirt to school. And you remember like I think in our initial episode, we were talking about how you and I each had an experience getting shit for wearing a shirt because it's offensive or, you know, you can't wear that. I can understand my case being somewhat justifiable, but what kind of shirt was he wearing? You know, I mean, I know Corn had some offensive shirts and some, you know, ones that would contain imagery of things that wouldn't be allowed in school, such as Corn did have a shirt that had three 40 ounce bottles on it. I remember having that. Sh- well, I think my sister had that shirt and I just obtained it at one point. But yeah, that I can understand that if it was something like that, even though it didn't say it had alcohol on that shirt, but it just showed the 40 ounce bottles, which everybody knows they're meant to be containing alcohol. Yeah. So, so I mean, as cool as that shirt is, no. Guess what, Tom? It was just the good old black t-shirt with in white color, the corn, just that's it, corn. It was, it was plain. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So according to this, you know, assistant principal, oh, you know, she went to tell and saying that corn is indecent, vulgar, obscene, and intends to be salting. And it's no different than a person wearing a middle finger on their shirt. So of course she got a lot of flack for that. The kid didn't get in trouble. And you know what? Good for corn because, you know, fuck that. I'm sorry. I don't cuss a lot, you know, on, on this episode, but damn it, that's crap. I wanted to say as far as current during this week, um, Lines at the Gates, which features ex-El Nino members, Aru and also Christian, uh, the vocalist, uh, they released a new song, Bed of Nails. So it's out there. Check it out. Lines at the Gate, Bed of Nails. And then also to Flaw, just back on the 4th, a couple days ago, they released Revival, uh, which I checked out yesterday or the day before, I believe. It's it's interesting. It's a collection of cover songs. That's basically what this album is. It's cover songs, and they also do re-recordings on a few select tracks from Through the Eyes album, which they did Only the Strong and Get Up Again. In the covers, they kind of touch a lot of different stuff. They kind of do like 80s new wave they do hair metal. They do classic rock. It's really interesting because like when I first th- heard the first song of the album, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like a cover. And then I start looking at the track list. I'm like, wait a minute, I think these are all covers. And then like, I just kind of like started listening to each of them for the first 30 seconds and then went through it and listened front to back. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I guess it was just, I didn't realize that it's just essentially a covers album, but it was, it was kind of interesting to hear Flaw, you know, and Chris Vols just, just doing, you know, just other people's tunes, uh, Flaw style. It's very interesting. They did a cover of a song called Broken by Lovely the Band. I heard it. I'm not a fan of it. The video for it is even worse. I did not see the video. Okay, I'll I'll skip it. (laughs) The video for it, 
it was linked to me. And I get that it's for a cover song. I get it's fly. I'm not expecting them to have, you know, a lot of money for high production value or anything like that. But it's just so freaking simple and cheesy. I don't know if I call it cheesy. It's just... You would expect more. I don't even know if I'd say I'd expect more, but I wouldn't settle for, for that little, I guess. It was just a stupid video. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to shed in your parade with that, but yeah. No, it's all right. I just I just thought I'd let people know about it. I mean, it was an interesting listen. I'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, if, if, the, if the other songs on air are cool and all that stuff, but I just, I got to see the video and I don't think they should have done that cover at all either. I don't think it really fit. Right. Compared to the original, because the original was like this poppy synthy song, and I don't think that their cover of it was that good, personally. And the video was even worse. Okay, so ladies and gents, do not check out the video. But I mean, you know, give the album a spin, see what you think. I, again, yeah, my personal opinion, I, I think it's interesting. No, I'll leave it at that. Oh, and then also, too, um, there was one more that you did uh, let me know about. Mick Palmasano. That was yesterday that he passed away. Oh, that was yesterday? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mick Palmasano, he was a drummer for a band called Nullset. Nullset is a new metal-esque band. They are from Boston, and they are heavy ties with the band Reveille. They're all from the same area, and they're, you know, very closely knit bands. As far as I, I found out that he passed away yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, he had ALS, you know, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, man. That's why I put that in the in the notes, because literally just found out about this yesterday. Some other new metal pages were sharing the news. And yeah, just uh, sorry to hear. Same, yeah. Nullset is a band that I got into from rediscovering new metal. And I really liked a lot of their music. People said he was a beast on the drums, so another unfortunate loss. Yeah, for sure. Sorry to hear about that, man. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So it's uh, this episode, it's my turn to do a little blind lesson for you. And in the spirit of Europeans, just to end it off, um, there was a band that I found from Germany. And I found these guys a couple years ago. I believe they're still around. Again, it's one of these that I'm going to be calling out to our listeners. Hopefully, they can let me know if they're still around or not. I would love to hear if they are and if they got new stuff coming out. Uh, name of the band I'm going to be playing for you, Tom, is Vile Tongue. I already have the video loaded up. I have not watched it yet. I've not listened to this yet. I don't know that I've ever heard them before. So this is going to be a fresh listen for me as far as I'm aware. Nice. And, and what's, what's what, what track do you have? Which one? Painkiller is the one. Yeah, that's the one I wanted you to play. Nice. All right. Painkiller is spelled P-A-Y-N-E. Makes me think of the movie Major Pain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so so go ahead and play Painkiller, and then when we're done, we'll talk about it, and I want to know what you think about these guys. Give me four minutes. I'll be back. You got it, bud. With all the shit that you inhale, you tell a tale of not feeling too well, and somehow everybody else tempted you, and you think you got nothing to lose one day, or one day, huh? You're gonna have to choose, and carefully think about I like that guitar. That guitar lifts there. Hell yeah. Okie doke. Okie doke. So what you think, man? Uh, not bad. The screaming painkiller, though, that was a little too saturated there. 
didn't uh, enjoy that part of the song, you know, I want to say. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I didn't care for, it's kind of like, you know, they have they have the main style of the song, then they go into, a, you know, a bridge that's a little bit more melodic, but then they end it with a breakdown. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you should like cut one of those two things at the end out and like made it more of the song with one of those other part with the other part that you had left. Otherwise it's like the actual verses of it were all awesome. I like that DJ scratching also and shit like that. That was pretty awesome. It was kind of an all right song for me, honestly. Okay. All right. So, you know, I got you. For me, it's a little bit more just like an all right thing, you know, but if somebody else checks this out and they get really into them. That's great. I don't think they're a shitty band to kind of just, eh kind of not quite my thing type of deal gotcha okay yeah and to me it's just where it's definitely you know a newer band it's a little like there's metalcore parts in there it's a little bit of abrasive um a little bit more extreme yeah yeah it's a little bit more extreme which which i, I kind of like and that's what i like about some like these newer wave of new metal bands is that they, they're kind of mixing in you know a little bit of like you know metalcore and just just you know hardcore into you know like a little bit like that old school new metal style uh and and one thing i do like about this song it starts out you know real heavy and then it kind of has like this real chill bouncy hip-hop kind of rap vibe to it it gets heavy again and i do love like that, that melodic bridge because it just when i first heard it like you wouldn't expect that coming you know which is cool it's just they, they definitely hit on different parts throughout the whole song i really did like that bridge also Mm -hmm. it just like kind of threw me off that it also ended up with a breakdown as well i don't mind the breakdown i don't mind the melodic bridge i think they should have just chosen one or the other to keep through the song that's my opinion on the song there that's all no worries man yeah like no then that's that's the fun part is like you know we get to share you know new new stuff between each other each week and then obviously you know for the listeners we can see what they think about it and you know we'll, again I'll, I'll throw this uh you know music video up on our page after this episode's release and see what you guys think just it's just cool to like throw out new stuff and new bands but again vile tongue is the band tom think it's all right and that's fine hey you know like you know we're not all gonna agree on the same thing but I, I dig these guys and hope to find out that they're still around and you know still making new music yeah this isn't just for you or me to hear these new bands we're here to share this with anybody that's listening for sure everybody should get a chance to hear this stuff if we're one of the elements of getting this kind of music exposed to more listeners that's awesome we're not doing it necessarily for each other we're doing it to expose more listeners to modern new metal songs too yeah exactly you know it's all about exposure i mean i'll be a little bit selfish and just saying like if you show me something i like it like i'm gonna be pretty stoked about it because i'm like cool like i got like something new to listen to that i like i mean i'm not gonna lie about that absolutely i agree with you and just saying like that's what you know tom and i talking about this show like especially these up-and-coming bands just get it exposure get it out there you know hopefully that you know these guys get the recognition that they deserve because whether we personally like them or not i know especially from being in a band you know it's a lot of hard work and it's it's tough to kind of get your name out there so i'm i'm more than happy to push along anybody uh that that's currently doing their thing trying to get it out there so yeah that's that's our blind listen for this week i think that pretty much wraps it up uh before we say goodbye to everybody uh we did want to mention to please check out our facebook instagram twitter we lost the handle war on the twitter is that correct Facebook, you can find us as uh, Breathing New Life Podcast. Instagram, Breathing New Life. On Twitter, our handle is called New Life Podcast. You might be able to find it if you still look for Breathing New Life, but I'm not sure if the handle for Breathing New Life will come up first. But you should recognize that our Twitter actually talks about new metal versus one that's been dead for three years. Also, when it comes to Facebook, I want to give a shout out to the New Metal Army Facebook page. 
It is a Facebook page that I used to be involved with back in the day, but I didn't end up having as much content to contribute, so I didn't really stay very active with it. Me and the admin, Rob, we used to talk about new metal, used to talk about that shit all the time, how we connected. He dropped off of social media for a few years. He came back, and then he got his page back active again. We reconnected. I talked to him and I asked him, hey, I started this new metal podcast recently. May I put up a post regarding this? And if you're a listener that, you know, found out about the podcast through that page, that'd be, that's awesome. You know, big shout out to Rob for helping me out, sharing this, helping us out, trying to get the word out about our podcast for the new metal fans. It's huge deal. All the work that, you know, we're putting into this right now. Also wanted to thank Greg. How do you pronounce his last name, Jeremy? He's your friend. That's, that's one of my best friends, man. Yeah, Greg Karras. Uh, if you guys have gone to our Facebook, which by the way, thank you. We've noticed a lot of likes and follows. Couldn't thank you guys enough. And please, if you do enjoy the podcast, share it. Give it to anybody else that you think may enjoy this. We, we would love it because that's just going to make us want to keep... I mean, we're going to do this anyway, but like, it, you know, it, it's awesome that uh, we're starting to get a little bit of an audience here. But if you see that slick, fresh new artwork on our Facebook page, that is all thanks to my homeboy, Greg Karras. I've known that dude since high school. Hell of an artist. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you so much, Greg. We really appreciate it. You did awesome work. Uh, we're really happy with the new artwork. I put it up on all of our social medias now on our anchor page and it spreads to all the podcasts. I think that really pops out. I think it just, it's just fucking awesome. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just awesome. <laughs> I didn't doubt it. Yeah, I knew he'd come up some good for us. Yeah, and then finally, whatever streaming services you, you listen to, please be sure to follow us on there so that you get updates on our new um, episodes, specifically on Spotify. If you have any questions for us or comments or whatever, please feel free to ask us questions. You know, also too, through Facebook, if you guys just want to say hey or have any questions or suggestions on what kind of topics we can talk about, we're very much open to that. Feel free. Uh, we'd love to chat with you guys uh, through any of those uh, mediums. As far as Spotify goes, I'm going to try and keep regularly putting up some kind of question regarding either the episode or just a general question with every episode every week so that people can get a chance to reply to that and give us some feedback or give us some suggestions or anything else for as far as topics go. We did get a response from the last week's episode where I just asked, you know, if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about regarding anything when it comes to new metal. And we did get a response here. So from user 29YX41ZMCQ, blah, 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 blah. I know it's just, <laughs> I just thought it was funny because it, Woo! it gave me a, a long hashed out, you know, anonymous user. Right. Um, and that user, whomever you are, thank you for the response, by the way, just mentions uh, Static X and some lesser known bands. So we will be talking about probably at one point in time Static X, but we are very big on also talking about a lot of lesser known bands, a lot of those bands that may have been like a B or C tier type of new metal band or has somehow flown under the radar for many people. We'd love to still talk about those because I am a huge fan of a lot of those bands and want to do discuss them at some point in the future. Yeah. And, and, and just to add with uh, what you said, Tom, I I mean, and also too, we're, we're going to be looking in the near future to have some interviews as well. And then, you know, not just necessarily looking to get interviews with the bigger name bands, but also for the up and comers as well. And we, we can share their music and kind of get their names out as well. So we are definitely going to tap into the lesser known up and coming, you know, music. It'll be fresh music for your ears. So absolutely be sure to look out for that. Would that be it for tonight then, Jeremy? That's going to be it. And we're going to be able to lock it at the very end. Yes. So here we go. So we're going to sign off on Breathing New Life Podcast. And ladies and gents, be sure to...
keep it new. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, wait, on three. One, two, two three. Keep, keep it, it new. Damn it, Jeremy. All right, late. Peace. <laughs> Don't think about all of the bait. Well, you never think